podcast i'm your host Dre. back again as always we start the pod the same way thank you for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker maybe even watch this shit if you on youtube if you want a live stream we finally got a live episode for y'all motherfuckers on some spur of the moment last minute keys was complaining about the two hour episode like the episode two and a half hours bro like nigga it's an interactive experience, bro. Just make it two episodes or make it three episodes. You do the thing you want to do. It's like Kanye got niggas buying stem players so they can make the music they sell. And y'all niggas can't even push pause and come back to the episode later. It's not a story. It's not contingent on the beginning and the end. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just break that shit up. But anyway, whatever, man. That was once I had that. That was for y'all. That was some feedback shit, bro. Of course I was going to take my time. Of course I was going to do that. He just passed Father's Day weekend type shit. My Father's Day was kind of cool. Um, I spent the whole motherfucker at work. But those of y'all who follow the podcast know I done had an issue in the past with my oldest daughter and the quality of her Father's Day presents. In the past, they've been, uh, it's ranged from real player shit to not shit at all to shit that I have no fucking use for. And way more on the scale of shit I have no fucking use for. So, you know, long story short, she gave me this ugly ass little thing that I didn't want a few years ago. And I had to like, you know, pull her to the side on some like, you know, daddy loves you. But if you love me, you'll stop giving me shit like this. Like you'll think before you buy me a present, does my dad even want this shit? So that was maybe three or four years ago. Since then, the present game has been has been stepped up this year. A nigga been on my little houseplant gardening vibe. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to turn my shit into the jungle when you walk in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag don't fucking call me no plant mom. That shit is, don't, don't do that. Don't. Now I know how girls feel whenever niggas be like, oh, you kind of like a nigga just because they could throw a football. Like, bro, just because I want to grow some plants and shit in my little house or whatever, have a little garden, don't mean that I'm about to put a fucking skirt on. Like, I'm not a lady now. Damn. Anyway. But so, Brie know I'm into that shit. So, she bought me a money tree. She got me a, a good size plant. That motherfucker is big. Um... I was like, hell yeah, my nigga. I see you stepping up the motherfucking presents. So maybe if you were, if you were dad and you got, I don't know how your Father's Day went, if your kids hold you out on Father's Day and they didn't show you big love, maybe you just need to sit them down and talk to them, you know? It's an uncomfortable conversation, you know? They be kind of emotional and they little feelings about it, but not really, you know? And it worked. And now every Father's Day, it's like, thank you so much. And I have all this authentic love for my daughter for what she did for me. So... You know, maybe you should think about it. <laughs> um, to, on the cool, her last Father's Day present came in clutch this year, too. Because last year, she bought a nigga a little tile. You know, the little, like a little GPS you put on your keys or your wallet or whatever so you don't lose your shit. She bought me a new wallet. And she bought me a tile to put in that motherfucker. Because surprise, surprise, I'm the type of nigga who loses my wallet a lot. And, uh... 
yesterday on Father's Day. I lost that motherfucker, couldn't find it. Remember, pulled up the ad, hit the little ring, found that bitch. I was like, see, Bree, two years in a row. So, you know, shout out to a real nigga for that. <laughs> uh, other than that, I ain't do shit but work, man. It's uh. It's weird being a dad working all day on Father's Day because people pretend that they give a fuck that you're not with your kids, but they really don't. They're like, man, thank you so much for working on Father's Day. Could you bring that tea? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I've been doing this for a long time. I'm mad used to that shit. That shit doesn't phase a nigga like me. Um, Beyond that, man, we don't really got... We don't really got much of shit. Nothing else to catch up on. You know, we've been, we've been pretty steady with the shit. So we're going to jump right into the funniest thing that I saw this week. And the name of this episode, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't... It ain't no segment for this or no shit like that, bro. And honestly, I just want to show y'all. Because... No cap. I'm not really with the... The whole, like, blame Joe Biden for everything that's not going on in the world type shit vibe. Like, it's just kind of, you know, whatever. It's lazy is what it is. But, um, I do like to laugh at a motherfucker's inconvenience. And when I tell you this motherfucker fell off this bike so motherfucking slow, hold up. Hold up. Y'all watch, watch. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can watch this shit over and over and over. <laughs> it's only funny because he's an old nigga, bro. He's only funny because he's an old nigga. He did. He tried to play it cool. Joe Biden always. The thing that niggas don't realize about that nigga is that he really be trying to be smooth than a motherfucker. He trying to. He be coming in with the little smile. You know, he walk. You watch Joe Biden walk. He trying to walk cool. Everything he do, he trying to do smooth. Well, my nigga hit that little foot on that pedal and hit the little up, up. Nigga, if, this shit sent your boy, bruh. I can't even think of exactly how it made me feel. Like how they say how Kevin Hart used to say that Shaq falls slow. Like, no, 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 no. Old niggas fall slow as fuck. And it reminded me. Let's see my grandpa fall. I don't know if you ever seen an old nigga fall, but this ain't just Joe Biden. This is all old niggas. We was at a little 4th of July, whole family, you know what I'm saying? My grandpa up, mingling, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, one of them kids got behind him, and my nigga took a little misstep. It took that nigga three weeks to fall, bro, because it's like they don't have the core strength anymore to keep them from falling, but they got that pride, boy, especially the men. And that, that pride is trying to keep them up, bruh. And they be hitting that little slow-ass old man matrix until they finally fall and hit the ground, bruh. It's just very fucking satisfying to your boy. And if you hadn't seen that video, I just needed you to. That's all. It's the simple, simple things in life sometimes that give you the pleasure that mm, only a baby smile could give you. Who the fuck knows? But um, anyway... The first real thing I want to kind of sort of talk to y'all about, and I don't even know how real it is because I know I don't be giving a fuck about shit, but somehow the Kardashians that made me give a fuck about them for a second, bro. I ain't never in my life gave a fuck about the Kardashians at all. But when I seen them pictures on Twitter of Chloe, I was like, wait, they white? Like, I always knew that the Kardashians was white, but after all of the body modifications and all of the, you know what I'm saying, after they done got uh, plumped and filled up and all of that shit, you really be like, I don't know what them bitches is, like, whatever. Bro, 
She done got the she done got the undo on the BBL. Chloe's not big no more, bro. And they trying to say, I think they trying to say like she just lost weight or whatever. She did not just lose weight, bro. I'm about to show y'all this shit. Twitter, y'all know Twitter is the real news, bro. And these niggas is pow. Listen, when I went to go search what Khloe Kardashian looked like before on, on Google, why they only showing me face pics of when she was like real fat back in the day? Like the Kardashians are so rich, they didn't they didn't clear all the pictures, all the proof of the fact that this bitch used to have a BBL. Cause I swear to God, she used to be big as hell. And all of a sudden, she's just not no more. Hold on, let me see. I gotta show y'all this picture, bro. Cause I know all the all the all the white people know, and all the girls probably know too. But I know it's a bunch of niggas who do not know. Look at this. Tell me if I would have pulled this picture up, y'all niggas would have been like, "That's Chloe, bro." Where? That's not just lipo, bro. That's that's whole redo on life, nigga. I couldn't find any of the old pictures anywhere else. I literally had. To look on Twitter, because of course Twitter is the only niggas who's really going to have it. Let me see if I can find it for y'all real quick. The fucking, what she, what she used to fucking look like. Probably not now. Look, look at this. Look at this white lady. Look at the way these pants is fitting, y'all. This was not the... Bruh. There, look. This, from that, to what we... I guess they got tired of looking like a bug's life, though. That's really what it is. I told y'all that the motherfuckers do not be hitting long term, bro. Them bitches be melting and falling apart like the Wicked Witch of the West and shit like that. It don't matter how much money you got. Them bitches is just not a long-term solution to what you want. Uh, But it's just wild to me, though. The reason why I even gave a fuck for a second, and I'm about to quit looking for the pictures of her being big. Because I'm telling you, these motherfuckers are so goddamn rich that they be scrubbing the old pictures of Chloe. The old pictures of Chloe is gone. They like, nah, Chloe always looked like this. Like, what is y'all talking about with these lies? And the only reason why I give a fuck, though, is because it's wild to me the impact that they had on how other women, like the shit that other women do, the whole like trend of getting BBLs and the bodies looking like that, just to, to later on be like, oops, our bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, Later on down the line, they like, man, that shit was a cool last way to come up. And it, we really sad that y'all kids is growing up thinking this is how they supposed to look because boy, was we wrong. This shit is not the move. You got to get this shit up out of you, bro. You just, they was just renting that black shit. They put on a little black suit for a little while. It was like, I'm going to be, we going to be black girls and do black girl shit, do hot girl shit until we can get these billies up. But now they in rooms. You ask me what it is. Now they in rooms where they look goofy, nigga. Could you imagine being as rich? As the Kardashians are going to the places that they be going to, looking the way they look, like they bodies don't look good when they get the BBLs done in person. When you see them, they look goofy, like they look cartoony as fuck. And this motherfucker Kim's supposed to be a lawyer. She's supposed to be, bruh. I ain't, I ain't with, with none of that. Like, oh, you gotta fit within a certain whatever, whatever. But I mean. If you being honest about what pressure feels like and how it feels to like have motherfuckers around you looking at you like you don't belong, when in fact you got all this bread, that's probably how them bitches is feeling. They got all this motherfucking money going around all these rich ass people looking at them and then people is not really respecting them in no real way. And they trying to like actually gain respect now. So they like, fuck it, nigga. We just was doing this to get on. At the end of the day, we still white. They just put that shit right back on. Put that black suit in the closet, went back to wherever and had their doctor take all them implants and all of that fake shit out. It was like, you know, just make me a regular person again. Like it was just, you know, a show. Like the, the only reason why it even matters is because 
You see that? Just look at Instagram. Motherfuckers is doing that shit. And now y'all got to, whatever, that's. I'm just saying it's wild to impact the beauty standard that way. To look back and be like, mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? But everybody ain't got money to just start over. That's some, that's some wild, uh, you know, we get to do what the fuck we want to do shit. Um, but whatever. I'm not really one of those, the Kardashians is crazy probably. I don't really care about them. Um, I just thought that was wild that she just going to go and change her whole motherfucking body and life and everything. Just like, wow, that shit is crazy as fuck. But I'm going to show y'all something that's even crazier. And you probably, you might have heard this shit already. And this is really on some like, real niggas is going to feel me on this for real. Lame niggas always do and say shit real loud. And like a lame nigga will always show you they a lame nigga, right? That's why, that's why even to me, like motherfuckers who follow a certain crowd, motherfuckers who fuck with a certain vibe. They're kind of showing me off the top, like, that they're kind of lame niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas who, like, if you, like, out here reposting the fresh and fits of the world and, like, you know what I'm saying? If you, like, on the Kevin Samuels dick riding train, I'm like, I mean, like, at some some part of you, like, you was a lame nigga before or you still a lame nigga now? Because all of that energy to me comes from, like, bitches didn't fuck with me as much as I thought they should have. So I'm trying to, it's just, like, diet incel. But whatever, you can feel how you want. You can support who the fuck you want to support. That's not my business. But these niggas will always do and say some weird ass shit that's going to show you how motherfucking weird they really are, in my opinion. No matter what, you'll always have a moment where they just leak it out. They can't help but just say it in a way that a real nigga never would. Even if it's an opinion, that's not that crazy. So right now, specifically, I'm talking about that nigga DJ Academics. Um... If you, for some reason, don't know who DJ Academics is, he's like a hip-hop personality. You know what I'm saying? He, like, breaks hip-hop news or whatever. He used to do the Joe Button podcast. Now he's got his own podcast. And he's, like, a reasonably famous dude. He's uh, corny as fuck to me personally. Um, He, like, just shoots off all that, like, lame nigga energy to me. Like, y'all have heard me talk about how whether or not you think Meg Thee Stallion is lying or not, if you spend all your day trying to like prove like that bitch lying, da, 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 da. like to me, like that's weird to me. That's just weird. For why do you even care so much that you want her to be lying? Why is it? You know what I'm saying? It's just not whatever. It's fucking weird to me. That's that nigga. Every time DJ Academics, a nigga who releases shit like, oh, this is proof. This is more proof that she's lying. Da, da, da. But it's like not really proof. And it's just. It's an open story, so it's just some shit for you to make your mind up about. But here's the lame nigga shit, right? I gotta play all this fucking audio clip, bro. It's... Alright, I'm gonna just play it for you. Alright. Alright, my bad. I got the audio unmuted. Now, here it go. And to keep it real, if you think about it in the bigger scheme of things, there's not much difference between a 20 or a 17 or a 21 and a 17. Just kind of mean one's a minor and one's not a minor. But I will say, listen, I adopted this rule, which I think it was fine. I said, listen, man, as long as a chick got a college ID, she's getting fucked. I don't care if she's 17. I don't care if she's 17 and a half. I don't care if she just turned 17. She's going to get this dick. Oh. Uh, so. 
That's really exactly what I meant when I said a lame nigga will always say it in a way that lets you know he a lame nigga and lets you know his real feelings on the situation, right? Because if you break down what DJ Academic said on his face without listening to how he said it and all that, it's really not that bad. Like, what he said is basically that if you're 20 years old and you dating a 17-year-old or you if you're sleeping with a 17-year-old or whatever... That's not like some big moral atrocity, which is like, that's common sense to me. I don't think niggas might talk their little shit or whatever, but the niggas who most upset about that is like other 17 year olds. Cause when you 17 and it's a 20 year old fucking on 17 year old, you like, bro, you really fucking it up right now. How am I supposed to compete? I'm 17 years old. How am I supposed to keep with, compete with this grown ass nigga? I got to ask my mom if I can leave. He got an apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all niggas is really cheating, but if you being honest with it, you know what I'm saying? You being real, it ain't really nothing. Uh, you know, 20 years old, 19 years old, 20, or 17 years old, 21 years old, 17 years old. It's like, mm, could you find, like, somebody your age? Probably, but whatever. Um, like, and that's just practically, especially in college. You know, when you're talking about being in college, y'all all in college together. You all in an adult situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it, right? But, the way my nigga said it was more on some, I'm trying to explain the the line where it goes from being an explanation to something common sense, like a 20-year-old having sex with a 17-year-old, or 20-year-old having sex with a 17-year-old in like, wild. To where it turns into something like, damn, nigga, how you really feel? Because what my nigga said was, the way I look at it, if you had a college ID, you was getting fucked. You was getting this dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you say it like that, it's like, what you actually saying is, I'll fuck you with any excuse. You know what I'm saying? The college I'm saying it like that is basically, the vibe it gives me is, I don't really care if you're 16. I don't really care if you're 15. As long as you have something to show me that'll give me cover to say, oh, well, she had this, I'm a hit. That's creepy, bro. That's not That's not like the same thing as being 20 years old in college with a girl at 17 and she want to fuck and you want to fuck and y'all have sex, nigga. That's, that's whatever. But the, the mind state of, oh, anything with a college ID is getting this dick. Hmm. That's your vibe, huh? That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, that's interesting, and it says a lot about you, my nigga. Like, even if you don't think it does, it says a lot about a motherfucker that that's what they on on some anything I could do to justify it. I'm on it. Mm mm. No real nigga would ever say that. No real nigga would ever feel that way. No real nigga feels that way. If you feel that way, if you one of these niggas who sitting out here talking about, I mean. And you hear real talk, the wild thing is I've heard other niggas use different reasons and different excuses while they would engage in similar behavior. If you out here looking at a girl like, oh yeah, she young, but she already been out here, da 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 like bro, the she young butt part is where you supposed to drop off. If you got any real nigga in you, you supposed to just be like, oh, so that, so as a result, that's not for me. You know what I'm saying? But it's just weird. And like, it's one of them things that make it difficult to raise a daughter because, 
one thing as a dad, you never want to come off as a hater. Like you never want to come off as a parent, period. You never want your kids to feel like you hating on them. Because if your kids feel like you hating on them, they, they not listening to you no more. You just a hating ass nigga who doesn't know what they talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't want me to have fun. You don't want me to do this. You know what I'm saying? You old as fuck, whatever. You can't let yourself get in that bubble with your kids or else it's really, you don't have no more influence on them. And with shit like this, having a daughter, when it comes to like how to spot things about a nigga to let him know, to let you know that like that's a lame ass nigga. I, I don't even know where to begin with that. Because I remember being in high school and I remember... When we was in high school, the girls who was dating older niggas and fucking older niggas, grown niggas and shit, they thought they was the shit for that shit. The girls in high school who was fucking grown ass niggas thought that they was the shit. They like, oh, he like me because I'm so mature. I'm just, it made them feel like they had leveled up above everybody else who was still in high school because they had fucked somebody who was grown. You know what I'm saying? Or they had a nigga who was, you know what I'm saying, doing, they was able to do shit with this grown ass man that didn't have no no fucking business with them. It made them feel like they had leveled up. So they never even stopped to think, what's the character of this motherfucker that he even fucking with me? Once you get grown, you start to look at it like, boy, if you're 25 years old and you fucking with high school girls, you actually like the lamest of lame niggas. Like nobody grown fucking with you because you couldn't, you couldn't even do that shit around other grown people. Like, do you even have grown friends, bruh? Like, you feel me? And I've talked to, it's, it, you, I've talked to women, I've talked to grown women who will talk about the grown men that they was fucking when they was in high school. And they still talk about it like, oh, well, that's because, you know, I was just mature for my age. Da, da, da. It's like, you weren't mature for your age. You weren't mature for your age. Like, don't, that's stupid. That doesn't even make any motherfucking sense. You were mature for your age. If you were, if you were 16, 17 years old, and this nigga's 26 years old, you weren't just so mature that he was interested in you. You was, you was what was, you was so gullible that he could pull you. You know what I'm saying? But as a dad, how can you tell your daughter that? How can you tell your daughter like, oh, that nigga don't really, it's almost like, you telling them that you don't think somebody could possibly be interested in them isn't gonna give you the results that you want in terms of them being more uh, vigilant to the motherfuckers around them. They're gonna push into that. They're gonna be like, oh, you think he doesn't really love me, you know what I'm saying? And they're gonna go tell that nigga and then he's gonna be like, oh, you know, he just hate you, you know. They're not gonna understand. People is gonna think that because I'm this age and you that age. Like, that's the vibe niggas will be on with shit like that. And I don't know. That's, it's not my biggest, like, fear as a parent, as a dad. But it is one of my biggest. It's, it's like my, it's, a, it's, one, it's, it's one of my quote unquote nightmare scenarios. I ain't even gonna lie. Because it's gonna be something that it's gonna be difficult for me to look past. It's gonna be hard for me to look a nigga in his eye. A grown ass nigga trying to fuck with my young ass daughter. And not, you know what I'm saying? Not even not do nothing to the nigga, but not just be like, you're a bitch-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, I know this girl who her baby daddy is like 20 years older than her damn near. Like, he started fucking with her when she was 14. They got kids together. They still married and all of this shit. If I was her dad, I would still look at that nigga like a bitch nigga to this day. Like, you think I forgot how this all started just because y'all got kids now? You was fucking on my child. My, my, nigga, you a bitch. You will always be a bitch to me. 
And if you think that your daughter nigga is a bitch, she got to damn near choose between the two of y'all unless y'all niggas is going to fight every time y'all see each other. It ain't going to be too long. Too many times you going to bring this bitch ass nigga around me before I start treating him like that. It ain't going to be too long that I can keep acting like this nigga is a bitch ass nigga before he starts really getting in his feelings about the shit. So, you know, whatever. That's all. That's that whole shit really did just kind of like it made me think a lot because. I have people to ask me all the time or say to me all the time, you know, I know having a daughter, but you put your daughter is pretty. You probably got the shotgun. You probably do whatever, whatever. But I don't parent that way. And I don't believe in parenting that way. I don't think it's effective. So I don't. I'm really more on some, you know, try and give her some game so that she don't, you know, do no dumb shit or, you know, end up behind no goofy shit. But it ain't really a. Ain't really no way to guarantee no shit like that, to be honest. It's, it's wild. Being a parent is stressful. That's why niggas, niggas be asking me, bro. They be like, oh, you got kids? I be like, yeah, two girls. And then I rubbed his head because that's why it looked like this. That's why I'm bald. It's the kids. Straight up, nigga. It's the motherfucking kids that got a nigga bald like this. <laughs> but anyway. Uh... On to the next thing, man. This is this is a motherfucking story that I had came across, bro. <laughs> it's not funny at all, but it's just one of the things that when I moved to Houston, I learned about how big scamming is out here. And, you know, like when you're not from a big city, you might think scamming, you think like just breaks the credit card shit or whatever. These niggas be having a whole, you can get paperwork saying that you certified to do shit you ain't never done. These niggas will get you social security cards and passports and all kinds of other shit or whatever. So you really actually have to be careful out here because it'll be motherfuckers out here faking their ability to do services. And I'm not saying that that's what happened in this particular instance, but that's the vibe it gave me when I first read the motherfucking story. So, okay, look, check it out. It's a, uh. Houston four-year-old gets unintentional vasectomy during a hernia surgery. A Texas family is suing a Houston hospital and doctor after the family's four-year-old received an unintentional vasectomy during surgery. According to Randy Sorrells, the attorney in Houston, a four-year-old had a surgery to treat a hernia in the groin area. At some point during the surgery, Sorrell said the four-year-old had an unintended vasectomy. Uh, you expect things to happen in life, but not unnecessarily at the hands of a surgeon who simply cut the wrong piece of anatomy. Uh, the surgeon, we think, cut accidentally the vas deferens, one of the tubes that carries reproductive semen in it. It could affect this young man for the rest of his life. Uh, first of all, this is a really unfortunate situation, but that nigga is about to get a bag, bro. That nigga about to be rich to the motherfucker. He never going to have no kids, but as expensive as kids is. Maybe this is like a double-sided win for my nigga. Maybe he'll have to look at the bright side of this. Like, yeah, did they accidentally give you a vasectomy? Sure. But let me tell you, bro, with gas being as expensive as it is, that settlement check is going to come in mighty handy for you when you grow up, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your people is going to be right because they going to get a little bit bike off this, off your tragedy. Sometimes you could profit off your pain is what I'm telling you, young man. Anyway, online records reveal the surgeon had no history of malpractice and has zero issues reported before because he ain't real. He ain't real. I'm telling y'all, bro. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm waiting on it to come up because, look, this is what I think going to happen. As soon as they as soon as they tell us who the doctor is who did this shit, this is what we going to get right here. 
this gonna be the mugshot. It's gonna be this little nigga right here, bruh. This was the doctor, bro. Out here in Houston, he done went down to Bissonette, he paid four, five hundred dollars, and now he a motherfucking doctor. Over here accidentally chopping off the inside of this young nigga balls, bruh. I don't look. It's not a common mistake at all, says Sorrells. Before a doctor transects or cuts any part of the anatomy, they're supposed to positively identify what that anatomy is, then cut. Here, the surgeon failed to accurately identify the anatomy that needed to be cut. Unfortunately, cut his vast of friends. That wasn't found out until it was sent off for, uh, sent, in for, uh, sent in for pathology. Y'all, it's because this nigga got on YouTube, typed in, Infant hernia surgery. He did the same shit I did with the washing machine. My nigga got caught up the same way I got caught up. He was like, it can't be that hard. In the YouTube era, what can't you do? My nigga clicked that shit in. <laughs> hernia surgery. He's looking. He's like, oh, it's that one. You know what I'm saying? You just cut him open. You know what I'm saying? One little snip, and it's a wrap. This is nothing. Easy. No problem. What that nigga had to He said, my nigga looked at that YouTube video and said, this finna be a breeze. <laughs> Walked into that bitch, cut that little nigga balls open and start sweating, bro. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> and I feel him. They told me I was going to be able to fix my washing machine with a putty knife. My washing machine still not fixed. YouTube really will get you fucked off. A combination between a YouTube video and a fucking medical degree from Bissonette, that'll do it for you. Sorrell says advancement in medical technology could allow the young boy to someday have children. However, that would likely require more surgery. Sorrell says the boy will always have fertility issues. That's ah, that's fucked up, boy. A spokesperson from Texas Children's Hospital provided a written statement responding to the litigation. Texas Children's Hospital's top priority is the health and well-being of our patient. Due to patient privacy requirements, we are unable to comment. Like, of course y'all niggas ain't got no comment, bruh. Do you know what they doing? They over here trying to figure out who hired this man. I'm Listen, the no history of issues but made a drastic decision. I'm not saying that he really was a fake doctor, but I'm saying he really might've been a fake doctor. How do you do something that fucked up in a profession that you're supposed to have that much training in, but you ain't never made, I nah, a nigga who fuck up like that is a fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Even if he a real doctor, he ain't the doctor he told them he was. That nigga done already got fired from another hospital for fucking some other kid up. And now he done re, re, revamped his identity. You know what I'm saying? It's, I'm telling you, it's the little nigga I showed you the picture of, that motherfucker. If y'all, I hope y'all remember that little nigga's face, bro. That nigga who had that whole ass fake doctor's clinic. I think that shit was in like Maryland or some shit. Anyway, the family's biggest concern is how this might affect their child physically on the ability to have children in the future and emotionally, says Sorrells, along with having to explain this to a potential partner who you are going to have children with. Um, I, that does all suck but there's a reason why I didn't really spend much time talking about the real like issues that this young nigga might face as a result of this surgery or this issue because they gonna more than likely fix all that shit and you know how it be when you trying to get some money you gotta you gotta milk it a little bit you know what I'm saying? If you ever, I know some of y'all niggas been in a car accident and so y'all done got the lawyer and the lawyer be like, okay, go to the ER. Now you got to go to a chiropractor. Now you got to do all this. It ain't really about whether or not your back hurt, nigga. You got to get these chips, bruh. So yeah, you emotionally damaged forever, nigga. Forever. Don't you ever in your life tell these niggas you not. You'll never have a baby again. 
I read a different article about this that was like from a medical journal and not a newspaper. And it was basically saying that he still has, like, even if they don't go back and do the surgery, I guess it's like two, two, I guess he's got two balls. You know what I'm saying? Like it's two tubes that go up there that pump the semen or whatever. And they cut one of them. But he's still got, he's still 50% pumping right now. You know what I'm saying? So he probably, and those be the niggas who have kids, bro. It be the people who think they can't have babies. They be out here, a doctor done told them, oh, you'll never have kids, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the next thing you know, they out here fucking with no condoms and shit like that. And then, boom, baby. So, you know, I think that my little nigga's gonna, uh, I think my little nigga's gonna make it. Um, this next, <laughs> this next article, man, we gonna stay on the, on the topic of children, bro. Some of this shit that I be finding, y'all, I don't even understand how the fuck it happens. And niggas, it's just gonna show you we all got a job and everybody work with a motherfucker or some of us even got bosses who we like, how the fuck did you get this position? You know what I'm saying? You don't know what you're doing. And or like you or like we all got the thing we say, like they just hire anybody in this motherfucker. The combination of we let anybody run this motherfucker and we just hire anybody, you can tell that it is up leading to some bullshit happening more often than not. So this should say students in Alaska drank floor sealant, believing it was milk, school district says. Students at an elementary school in Alaska complained on Tuesday morning about the bad tasting milk that burned their mouths and throat. Staff quickly realized the students had accidentally been served floor sealing. <laughs> Listen, y'all. I don't like to call kids dumb. I don't think that you could get my baby to drink no floor sealing. My one-year-old baby. I think if you gave Blaze a cup with floor sealing in it, white floor sealing, Look like milk. Have you ever smelled floor sealant? It's not, I don't, I know we not using the R word and I know it's not, I'ma feel bad if I keep reading this story and this is at a school for, for children with special needs cause that's fucked up. Cause if it's not, these children need to be evaluated if they need to be in a school for special needs. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like if you elementary school, you old enough to not drink floor sealant. Burned our mouths and throw. Oh, okay, a dozen students at Glacier Valley Elementary School in Juneau ingested the floor ceiling during breakfast, according to Juneau School District. One child was treated at Bartlett Regional Hospital, and two others were picked up from school and may have sought medical attention. The students, all of whom were participating in the school's relationships and leadership learning for youth rally program, were were served what they believe was milk by by Nana Management Services, an Alaskan-based food and facility services corporation. Bruh. Um. So these are the smart kids? This is the, the gifted and talented kid? What? That be the thing, bruh. They be saying some motherfuckers is only book smart, bruh. This gotta be an example of niggas who are solely book smart because what at the relationships and leadership learning for youth program that sounds like some gifted and talented shit and they gave y'all floor ceiling and you just drank it oh hold up yeah not long after the students spoke up about the foul tasting sub substance NMS and rally staff checked the container it came from, realizing the children had been served floor sealant and contacted poison control. 
first of all, y'all know it was a teacher in there who was telling them kids to shut the fuck up. Y'all know it was a teacher in there who was like, y'all just drinking, y'all just complaining. You know, every week we all had that, especially in elementary school, it's always one motherfucker who worked with young kids who does it because they secretly hate your kids and they just want to make their lives miserable. For us, it was Miss Legay. Miss Legay was mean as fuck. She was way too mean to be a motherfucking fourth grade teacher. And the the vibe that she came at us with was like that shit. Like, if we had told her, you know what I'm saying, oh, we think there's something wrong with this milk, she would have been like, just drink it type shit. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know the kids were getting yelled at by some Miss Legay ass bitch. And I don't be, if y'all follow frequency of the podcast, you know, it's really a concerted effort of mine to not refer to women as bitches like that. But in this instance, it's like a personal animus kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate the bitch. How you how you stall a nigga out like this? Elementary school over here. She the type of nigga in elementary school who would like give you an 89 and not just round you up to the A. Who does that in elementary school but an evil bitch? Anyway, you know I hate her because I done forgot all about what we talking about. The Juno School District Food Service and Rally Supervisors followed up with NMS staff to ensure the served the served product was disposed of and the remaining product removed from the premises and placed in chemical hazardous storage. The district's website says that the JSD Food Service Supervisor and an NMS Assistant General Manager went to the off-site JSD commodity storage and had JSD custodial staff remove the product uh, from the storage as a safety measure. Um. Yeah, I mean, also, why was the floor sealant right by the milk? I went right, I jumped right to the kids being dumb, which I mean, listen, they are. I'm just, objectively speaking, just from the, the, the position of a motherfucker who wouldn't drink floor sealant, if you drink floor sealant because you thought, because it was in a milk cup, you dumb. You know what I'm saying? That's all. You, you may not be the dumbest, but you definitely a little dumb. If one of my kids comes home and tells me that they accidentally drank the floor sealant, I'm popping them in the back of the head. Like, what was your dumb ass thinking? You didn't smell it? I have so many motherfucking questions. But also, to the adults who were handed out the floor ceiling, where did the mistake happen is really what I want to know. Was it a jug of floor ceiling labeled milk? Was it just in random container with white fluid in it and a random dumbass adult just assume because don't get me wrong the kids is dumb but it's a dumb adult and it's some dumb adults involved in this motherfucker as well the, the the stupidity is room to go around on this one everybody's dumb like this is a dumbass story that this could even happen yeah i don't even get it in my mind i'm just trying to figure out how how many things go wrong a nigga comes He's making his daily delivery to the janitor. He can't find a janitor. He sees the cafeteria. He's like, fuck it. I'll just sit it right here. Floor ceiling doesn't come in a milk similar container. I just, was you trying to poison the kids? This was, this was some, I don't know. I don't know. According to Marla Clark, a food safety safety law firm in Seattle, the students were served Hilliard Seal 341. (laughs) That doesn't sell like milk. Hillyard, I can see when you first start out. Hillyard, Hillyard, okay, like Hillyard Farms, Hillyard Valley. I'd be like, oh, okay, this is the new milk brand. Hillyard Seal 341. 
I'm gonna ask some questions. The product safety data sheet described the liquid as milky in appearance and advises drinking water if accidentally ingested and seeking medical attention if an individual begins to feel sick. According to Hilliard's website, CO341 not only enhances the natural colors in hard floors, it protects all floors from dirt spills and abrasions that come from heavy traffic. So, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what the purpose in that very last sentence in this article was. <laughs> Like, they reached out to the niggas who made the floor ceiling and they was like, we don't know what to tell y'all, bro. We put it in a big container with a biohazard symbol on it and it's not milk. It's floor ceiling. So anybody who drinks that, that's just, uh, that's on you. Uh, this next article, are we going to, we going to keep, we going to keep in, 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 in line with, with the people who charge the taking care of our children. Uh, <laughs> uh oh this okay so this isn't this this nigga was our it's a bus driver bus driver transporting 38 people charged after allegedly eating tac gummies and passing out behind the wheel a commercial bus driver was arrested this week after he allegedly passed out behind the wheel while consuming a bag of tac gummies bruh this is an example before i even finish this is an example of one nigga fucking it up for everybody Anybody who, anybody who smoke weed know that it's the most bullshit ever that smoking weed is by and large the most minimal, benign shit you can do on a drug tip, but weed stay in your system forever. It's like weed lives with you. Once you smoke weed once, it's a part of you type shit. And these jobs, they do the drug test. You pop back for weed, they're not going to be like, oh, it's light. You out of there. You not. I know so many niggas who done got hired at a job, took the piss test. The piss test, this be the A-R, this be the biggest okie doke. When the niggas get hired for the job, but the piss test results is still pending, and niggas be at the job working, hitting you up, talking about, yeah, nigga, I got the gig, I'm out here, da-da-da-da-da, whatever, whatever. Next thing you know, they get that tap on the shoulder. Talking about, hey, bro, can you go on the clock out for me? Because <laughs> that tree's still in your motherfucking system, bro. It's bullshit. But there, it be niggas like this. It be niggas like commercial driver passes out eating TAC gummies that make niggas be like, see, this is why we have to continue to screen for this. It's still a dangerous drug, blah, blah, blah. Because it's always a motherfucker who come in and fuck it up for everybody, bro. Anyway, according to CT Post, Jinwan Chen was taken in the... Oh! Okay. I'm not gonna cap. Did y'all think that this was gonna be a nigga? I thought this was gonna be a nigga. I listened to this podcast called The Black Guy Who Tips Podcast. In The Black Guy Who Tips Podcast, they had a segment called Guess the Race. If they would have read this article on Guess the Race, I would have been thinking nigga all the way. I would have been like, this was one of us. I, am I, I love us, but you know, it just, it, it, whatever. Jin Wan Chan, I did not think this was going to be an Asian. Anyway, was taken into custody Monday at his Boston home exactly three months after police responded to a call about a stranded bus on the side of I-95 in Stratford, Connecticut. 
Authorities reportedly arrived at the scene around 3 p.m. local time and found Jim Wan slumped over. He was reportedly driving 38 people from Mohegan Sun Casino where he, when he decided to pull over. One of the passengers reportedly told law enforcement they saw Jim Wan eating something before he lost consciousness. Troopers say they found a bag of Smokey's Edibles cannabis-infused fruit chews next to the blacked-out driver. Bro. My... If I would have kept reading this stuff, it's funny how the name was the first giveaway that he wasn't black. The fact that if he was black, he would have been awaiting, he would have been awaiting trial for that three months in prison, in, in jail. My nigga was taken in custody from his Boston home. So after they woke this nigga up, I got, what? I, I just read, I got it. I don't think they took this nigga to jail. So they found my nigga passed out behind the wheel of his work truck. But I guess, I guess my nigga technically didn't like endanger nobody. He, he got that feeling. And he, listen, as far as a fuck up is concerned, because this nigga is clearly a fuck up. He made, he did the right thing. He started to feel them gummies and he was like, yo, I thought these bitches was going to be light. You know what I'm saying? As a nigga who done, you know, edibles can be like that. Especially niggas who like fuck with them. Often they're like, oh, these motherfuckers ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? He probably got some shits that he wasn't used to. Ate them bitches on an empty stomach. Was on his way back. Thought shit was sweet. And he had to make a player decision. Do I kill me and all of these people or do I pull the fuck over and just let us figure it out later? So my nigga pulls over. I guess that's why they didn't take him to jail. They found the Smokies edibles next to him. The driver was then transported to Bridgeport Hospitals where doctors confirmed high levels of THC in his bloodstream. None of the passengers were injured during the incident and used a ride-sharing service to safely return home. During a court appearance Tuesday, Jim Wan Chen claimed he was unaware that the gummies contained THC, which was the primary psycho... Whatever, which is the primary psychoactive compound of cannabis. Fam, I don't think you're going to win that one. Maybe if you had them in a little bag or you just had them in your hand, but the fact that they called Smokey's Edibles cannabis-infused fruit chews, I really think that that's going to do damage to your defense, my dog. This is a real, this is a real find out you not white situation because he's thinking I'm Asian, which means I'm not black, which is true. On the a, on a, on a, on a defense scale, right, if you're white, you could just walk in there. If this is a white man, he could walk in there and be like, I'm sorry, your officer. And the quote Dave Chappelle, I didn't know I couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? He gave like, I, I wasn't aware that this would be an issue. I didn't know that they had weed in them. I didn't know whatever. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. Probation. No problem. Right? Any non-white, non-black falls into this middle gray area. Right? You know what I'm saying? If you're not black or Hispanic, if you're not black or brown, then you get to be in the middle area of the justice system where you can't just stroll in there with this disregard for the law like oh yeah my bad you got to really sell it you know what i'm saying you got to come in there with some tears you need a good story you know what i'm saying you need a lawyer and a little bit of bread and you too can still get the probation and the slap on the wrist you know what i'm saying these are for your asians you know what i'm saying your non-american whites you know what i'm saying your poor whites poor whites fall into that middle category too because they could tell you're poor and they might decide they want to marginalize you a little bit Right, but y'all can come with that little weak shit, right? Niggas, we gotta come with Johnny Cochran for some shit that we didn't do. You're know saying it's different. If you black and you get pulled over, if this man was black, there would be no trial. He would be 
he'd have been fired off the rip. They'd have took that man pension. They'd have took that man to jail. They would have been like, you knew better. He could have had them gummies in an unmarked bag and said a passenger gave them to him and said it was candy. And they would have said, you should have, you, your nigga senses should have tingled and you should have known better and you should have done better. But Jim Wan, I don't know that. I'm unaware that they contain THC is going to do it. That you might go in there and get that judge big white man energy and he might think he ought to show you a lesson and give you 30 days or something like that. You know, because he's not black. They're still not going to... That, that's the fucked up part. Because he's not black, this will get framed like a mistake, uh, a lapse in judgment, you know, not indicative of the person that he is. If he was a nigga, they'll be like... This could have been way worse. All 38 of those people could be dead right now. He knew what he was doing. The vitriol. This shit would have been all over Fox News. You know what I'm saying? Negro criminal strikes again. That's the vibes that we would have got off that motherfucker. Jim Wan, they really trying to let my nigga live. But he just got to give himself a little bit more. Uh, he got to try a little harder. He can't. I didn't know I didn't do that. I couldn't do that out of this one. Smokies, edibles, cannabis, infused fruit juice. Boy. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what's the, that'll probably be, y'all know we always do a poll for every episode. That'll be the, uh, that'll be the poll for this episode. Have you ever, have you ever eaten, like, have you ever had a, have you ever had a, a real bad experience on edibles? You know what I'm saying? Maybe that'll be the, uh, maybe the feedback question. I'll start asking y'all real questions on that, on that feedback joint. I'm gonna start asking y'all real questions. So y'all got something to really, really answer. Um. Anyway, let's see. Um, so I know y'all know that like uh over this past week we've been having like those January six commissions and all of that shit or whatever. Um on a personal note, I ain't really been watching it. Because it ain't gonna matter. It it ain't gonna matter. With, with shit like that with the January 6th commission and anything that really has to do with anything that conservatives do, they niggas is going to ride for them point blank period. They niggas going to ride. They not going, they not going to jump off the boat. They're not going to be like, Oh, y'all killed some police officers. They're not going to be like, Oh, y'all did like, they're never gonna. That's one of the reasons why it's difficult to explain to people who don't really be engaged in the political process in any real way why things don't move or move the ways that they do because I feel like in a lot of instances they don't understand that um we'll jump off the boat like Democrats will see us doing some shit or we'll like not get some shit done and we'll turn on niggas and get the like this nigga ain't shit da 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 like think about it Joe Biden came into office. My nigga didn't really do shit to niggas, bro. Like, Joe Biden hasn't done anything to black people specifically since he's been in office. All Joe Biden's policies have either helped a little bit or just not really been about us. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's more apathy towards the black community than there is, like, actual policies that directly harm us. When Trump was president, them niggas was passing shit left and right to intentionally fuck over black and brown people. At no point. Even, bro, listen. He was passing shit that was fucking up his base. 
farmers. He fucking up their money. He fucking like all day long. They never turned on that nigga. They never turned on the Republican. Never. They never even considered the shit. Us? Joe Biden came in this bitch and didn't get rid of student loans, even though he never said he was going to get rid of student loans. It was a bunch of other motherfucking Democrats who was running, who y'all didn't. Don't even get me started. The niggas who said they was going to get rid of student loans didn't win. That's all I'm going to say. They, because other niggas kept saying they were going to reduce student loans. When Joe Biden was running against them, they were asking him, well, since Elizabeth Warren and Kamala and all these other people say that they would reduce student loans, what's your philosophy on it? What's your opinion on it? And my nigga said, I'll think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, that's not my torch. That's not the torch I'm carrying. It's not really the vibe that I'm on. So, whatever. My whole point is, we we like, fuck Joe Biden. You look at Twitter, bro. Niggas is like, fuck that nigga. He ain't shit. He don't do shit for us. He don't fuck with us. Nothing. So, I mean, to be honest with you, it's way easier for Republicans to do shit and maintain power because they niggas is, is they, they more loyal. They, it, they don't give a fuck. They don't care if Trump incited an insurrection. They don't care if Mitch McConnell is blocking democracy. They don't care about any of that shit. As long as they keep saying that the niggas and the Mexicans is the enemy and we are only shot, they, they, they team is in. They like, oh, you going to get rid of abortion? We in. And we don't care if it take you 50 years. We in this motherfucker. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just a way different, uh, a way different situation coming from the end. And that's why I'm not watching the January 6th shits because it's fake outrage. You know what I'm saying? The people who give a fuck, give a fuck, but it's niggas who will be mad about that shit happening. But we'll still like let the niggas who let shit like that happen win. So, I mean, you know, it's like I said, it's fake outrage and I don't pay any attention to it. Um, but I seen this article come out about the Capitol police and I was like, Hmm, the fuck? Oh, come on now. Come on now. Intro webs. Can I get, can I get my article? You know what I'm saying? I don't know why my shit nigga weak. Uh, the fuck? Boy, why the shit playing with me y'all? About to have to re-pull up the re-pull up the goddamn the goddamn article. You know what I'm saying? I had it pulled up and now that shit don't wanna <laughs> work. Anyway, uh this from Politico. Colbert staff de- detained at Capitol after lawmaker interviews charged with unlawful entry. Seven staff members of the late show with Stephen Colbert were charged with unlawful entry after being detained by US Capitol Police following interviews with congressional lawmakers for a segment. With Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Y'all remember Triumph? I mean, I guess he still be. I don't watch Stephen Colbert's show, but I remember Triumph from like way back in the day. Side note. Is it wild to y'all the, the lives that some of these personalities from late night television when we was little are like having? Am I tripping? Like, I remember Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and Jimmy Kimmel as like. Niggas who was on like those TV shows that was like super massage, like the man show. Y'all remember the man show? Wasn't Triumph on the man show too? You know, 
The only thing I remember from that show is they had this girl dip her titties in caramel on the show. You know what I'm saying? I remember that shit from when I was a little nigga. This bitch, they came up, they had her splash her titties, she dipped them in the caramel because it was blurred out. She pulled them out, it was blurred out, and then she dipped her titties in the caramel and pulled them back up, and then the blurs was gone. I was like, oh my God, look at them caramel-covered titties. That's why I was probably like 10, 11 years old. And after that, I used to watch The Man Show all the time. They had little funny segments and jokes and shit like that, but I was always waiting for that caramel dip. I was like, man, maybe one day they'll bring the caramel back and there'll be some old caramel-covered titties on the show. I don't think I ever seen them, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that ever came to fruition, but that's that's what I remember these niggas. And now it's like Jimmy Kimball's the guy who talks about Trump and you know, social justice to white people and triumph to insult comic dogs, a part of the late night show with Stephen Colbert. These niggas are really leveled up. I'm proud of my niggas for what they've been able to make of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because if they played them old clips of the man show, boy, I don't, anyway. Back to the story. The production team was at the Capitol Wednesday and Thursday recording the segment. According to CBS, the interviews were authorized and prearranged with lawmakers being interviewed and their congressional aides. After leaving the members' offices on their last interview of the day, the production team stayed to film stand-ups and other final comedy elements in the halls when they were detained by Capitol Police, the network said in a statement. According to the U.S. Capitol Police Public Information Office, the USCP received a call for a disturbance in the Longworth House office building at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday. The seven individuals were unobserved, unescorted, and without congressional ID in the hallway. The building was closed to visitors, and the individuals were determined to be a part of a group that had been directed by USCP to leave the building earlier the day. Earlier that day, U.S. Capitol Police, uh, to leave the building earlier that day, they were charged with unlawful entry. This is an active criminal investigation and may result in additional criminal charges after consultation with the U.S. Attorney. Y'all, why do these motherfuckers be making stories out of no stories? And why do they be fucking... Could you imagine... It don't matter where the police at. They always do it some shit that don't make sense to me. Could you imagine walking up to some motherfuckers with cameras and a puppet dog on some what are you doing here shit? I know that's what they said when they walked up to him. And I wonder if they had the same uh, the same reaction I'd be having. Because on a personal note, one of the most irritating things for me to have a police officer ask me is, what I'm doing or where I'm going when that is very obvious already. You know what I'm saying? Especially because why the fuck does it matter? But anyway, you got your puppet dog with his fucking cigar. Capitol Police walk up to you. What the fuck are you assholes doing here? We told you to leave earlier. But how we got... I know, this to me, this to me sounds like a motherfucker who just... This, this is white people. This is what happens when you just feel like you could do whatever the fuck you want. Because what it sounded like to me happened was... They came there to do their little interviews and they could be in them where they was at with the interviews, but that's a big ass building. And they probably went and found somewhere else where they wanted to do little comedy bits and shit like that and play around and pretend, you know what I'm saying? And then them police ran up on them and was like, why y'all don't have your, why y'all don't have anything you supposed to have? You know what I'm saying? Unobserved, unescorted without congressional ID, basically saying you can't just loiter around this motherfucker no more, but that's because of them white folks. Yo, don't be mad at niggas trying to record a little TV show on the Capitol because y'all let niggas come in here and smear shit on the walls. Don't be that. That's like a, 
niggas from the L, y'all remember before 9-11, you could just drive on post. And then after 9-11, they was like, spread your cheeks and lift your sack if you want to go to the commissary. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel like the capital is now. That's what happened to the Colbert staff. They walked in that motherfucker thinking shit was going to be sweet. They was like, oh, you know, we probably, they probably do shit like that all the time. Yeah, niggas like, nah, nigga, the rules is different now. You can't just be in this bitch no more. Niggas done fucked that up for every motherfucking body. But you know, that shit was all on Fox News like it was a story. Them niggas was awesome. They can't wait to find a reason to try and act like the shit that, like they can't wait to pretend like it's two comparable things. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when you watch, it was like a little while ago, there was this story. Matter of fact, I wasn't going, I wasn't even going to do this, but, uh, cause this is, this is the, um, hold on. I don't, I don't care about Bill Maher defending this nigga. Um, a little while ago. Yep. Here we go. Uh, no, I don't want to read the Fox news one. Um, my bad, uh. They'll do this thing where they try and make two non-related things be the same or like even be related. And it made me think of this, uh, this other shit that came out. Um, the, the commander, Washington commanders, Jack Del Rio deletes Twitter account after controversial, after, after controversy over remarks. I'm gonna tell you about the remarks, whatever. First of all, before I even do that though, is there a worse name for a football team than the commanders? It just... Like, they used to be the Redskins, but they got rid of it because that's a slur. Which, I mean, cool. You should have been done that shit, right? But then you change it to the Commanders. The Commanders sound like the niggas who was killing the Redskins, bro. Like, it just sounds like... It doesn't sound like... Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio deleted his Twitter account on Saturday one day after he was fined for comments relating to a tweet he made almost a week ago. Washington fined Del Rio $100,000 on Friday for controversial comments he made earlier in the week referring to the events of January 6, 2021 at the international at the United States Capitol as a dust-up. <laughs> the team had no statement on Del Rio deleting his account. Del Rio didn't immediately respond. The commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, said in a statement that Del Rio's comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to the District of Columbia area. Um... As we, that's the, bro, listen, you're the coach of the team that resides in Washington, D.C. Like, this shit happened here. So, you really don't know how to read the room on this one, clearly, but anyway, as we saw last night in the hearings, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021 was an act of domestic terrorism, Rivera said. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election, and as a result, lives were lost and a Capitol building was damaged. Uh, Del Rio was expected to... That's the thing. Even when they make... (sighs) That is so crazy to me. Even when they... um, I'm sorry. Uh, even when they do call this shit out, they still don't even like go as far as they should have gone. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, they tried to overturn a free and fair election and it was a riot. They killed a cop out there, y'all. They killed a cop out there. And like seven, eight other people died out there too. 
they broke into the motherfucking Capitol, beat the fuck out of the police that they didn't kill. Like six or seven of the officers who were there that day have committed suicide since that. When mass events like that happen, and all of a sudden after that, the motherfuckers who were involved start to kill themselves, like systematically, can you imagine the trauma that those people went through on that day? That motherfuckers like, it, it's not a coincidence that them eight motherfuckers was already on the edge. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, they probably would have killed each other. You know what I'm saying? A little while ago. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. Like, what? It's, it's just wild, bro. Um, and it's, it's crazy because I'm trying to actually find. It says, I'm trying to find the actual, um, the actual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quote, um, he's, I'm being respectful. I just asked a simple question. Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into the protests? If we're going to talk about the Capitol, why are we not going to look into those things? It's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it to see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses burned down. No problem. Then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down. And we're going to make a major deal. That's the fucking statement. What? Like, first of all, when we go back, like, let's just like rewind for a second to take our ourselves back to those, those protests, those those horrible protests of 2020 when those people were so upset that they kept getting murdered indiscriminately by people who were supposed to be agents to were charged to protect them. Let's just go back to that for a moment. First and foremost, businesses have insurance. Like that's, that's it. That's, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to start there. Businesses have insurance. Like if you own a business, you should have insurance on it in case something happens to it and it burns down so that you don't lose your livelihood. And that's why you pay for the insurance every month. And if you own a business and you couldn't afford the insurance on it, your business probably wasn't going to last much longer anyway because you clearly can't afford Like, it's not profitable. I'm not trying to make it like I don't give a fuck about these people or anything like that. But just the base level impact that people want to make it seem like all of these buildings being burned down had on these people's livelihoods as though they were not reimbursed for that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's probably niggas who came up on those riots. It's probably niggas who had buildings insured, you know what I'm saying, in them areas that probably came up off of that motherfucking riot. So I'm not even those riots. If you want to call they were protests. I mean, but shit, they was, they was violent. Nigga shit was getting burned down. Whatever, riots. You keep killing niggas, they might riot, Right? But they were at at their core protest. There's no committee to look into those because nobody told those people to do that. Nobody said, meet me here and we going to do dot, 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 whatever, whatever. And I'm not going to say that there weren't leaders out there, Democrats and liberals out there saying that, you know, they were they support the protests and, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But. Saying you support the decisions that other people have made to protest their conditions and then bringing them there and having a slew of pretext that brings all these white nationalists there 
with a plot to try and overthrow an election that you are constantly spewing lies and misinformation about, it's not the fucking same. You have saying like, of course. And also, it wasn't a, it's the dust up for me. It's the, I'm not saying no one died in those protests because they did, but all those protests, the people who got hurt for the most part in those protests were the protesters at the hands of the fucking police. Is it whatever? It's one of those things where I could keep talking about it, but there's really no you. You get drawn into these conversations with these assholes, and because they're based in bullshit, it just makes you like talk about something that doesn't have any real substance to it, and it doesn't have any real anything to it. So then you're in on the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Now you're talking back and forth and in circles about the situation, trying to counter all of their little points, but their points don't, it's not a linear point that they're making. They're not making an argument, you know what I'm saying? And building a foundation for the basis of their opinion and then moving from there. They're just saying shit. So then you end up trying to like fight all the shit they're saying with logic, but logic has to be like built up. So every time you start trying to build your position, they switch to another point that doesn't have anything to do with it because they never had a point. Their whole point was, why do you care what we do? So, you know, what the fuck ever, bro. That that was the that was one of the that was the crazy part to me, to be honest. Um, I only got one more article for y'all, bro. Just one more, and it, it doesn't matter. It's one of those things. It's, it's I wanted to end this on a light note. Um. Nerf introduces its first mascot, Murph. <laughs> I seen this on Twitter, bro, and I thought to myself, I love Nerf guns, bro. Nerf guns are the shit. And Nerf having a mascot, okay. I, I mean, I guess like they never really had one, whatever, whatever. Um, Nerf, the leading foam dart and water weapon manufacturer, has unveiled its first ever mascot, which fittingly goes by the name Murph. Murph Nerfington, I gave him the last name, <laughs> will represent the company as part of a multi-year marketing push in social media, public events, and more. Hey, Murph looks like a Koosh mascot more than a Nerf representative, although it would still be under the Hasbro umbrella. However, if you look closely, you can see that Murph is made entirely of foam, foam Nerf darts. The new character was created in association with the new summer initiative for the company to invite families to get out and play. Also, given the language of they, them pronouns in the mascot's announcements, Murph doesn't have a, a set gender. So happy Pride Month, Murph. The company even has a new mnemonic that Murph embodies. Unleash the play in you. I'm not sure what's hard to remember topic this mnemonic is supposed to remind us of, but it's cute enough slogan nonetheless. Um, Y'all. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't know when I first seen this. I didn't know that my nigga Murph was a was a they them. You know what I'm saying? I, I assume Murph be a nigga because you know gender society and shit like that. But y'all, Murph looks stupid as fuck. Let me show y'all Murph. This is Murph. Murph looks like fucking Jamaican Teen Wolf, low key, bruh. The the vibe of the darts and shit like that with the gun. 
Murph really looks kind of scary. If this nigga came running at you with the blicky, you would, nah, bruh. Shit, no. It looked like my nigga, my nigga looked like one of bobsledding caps. Like, what's that Disney movie that used to come on with my nigga, where they were snowboarding and he had the black homie that had the hat with the fake dreads in it? That's, Murph looks like that, but his whole motherfucking body. Also, I'm not gonna cap. The fact that Murph has a chain that says Nerf on it bothers me. Because my nigga's name is Murph. Like, his chain should say his name, bro. My nigga should have his name somewhere on him. He already this big blob of Nerf darts. He really looks really fucking stupid. I'm not gonna lie. It just... And it looks creepy. Murph looks scary than a bitch. I'm gonna have nightmares about this nigga Murph. Creeping up on a nigga... Spraying a nigga up with a super soaker, bro. And like, I really don't know how this is gonna play live. Can you imagine a seven foot Murph at your kid's birthday party chasing the kids with the motherfucking gun? Hell no, nigga. I beat them, boop, nigga. Murph beat and beat and caught the fucking uppercut from your boy. I'm not. Nah, bro. I guess it was a. This was something that was real precious to my childhood. I love Nerf products. I love Nerf guns and shit like that. But um, I just don't know, y'all. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much I'm fucking with Murph, bro. I'm like in 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 the world of mascots, bro. When you think about it, it's some dope mascots out there with some fire names. First of all, Murph is a pretty objectively trash name. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the best mascots have the names that don't try and have shit to do with the organization. Like to me, my favorite, one of my favorite mascots, Clutch. The Rockets Bear. First of all, my nigga got a name. His name is Clutch. You know what I'm saying? He's not some big giant foam rocket. He's just a bear with a Rockets jersey on with his name on the back. Because he's like, I'm the nigga to get you crunk, nigga. You know who I am. It's your boy clutching this bitch, swinging and banging, holding it down for the ace time. You feel what I'm saying? These other mascots is too tryhardy for me. And Murph is kind of like that. I still fuck with these niggas, you know what I'm saying? This summer, I'm going to get a gang of Nerf guns, water super soakers and shit like that. And I'm going to unleash the fun on my whole motherfucking family, nigga. I'm going to be busting their ass up, nigga, talking about because that's how I get down with the nerve. That's how we get down, bro. Straight like that. Um. Oh. I actually meant to lead the episode with this, y'all. And this is the last thing I want to talk to y'all about before we get out of here. Y'all like that, Trey Cow? Did y'all fuck with it? When y'all turned that shit on, was you like, oh, okay, this the cut, I fuck with it? Or are you just a Drake fan? So, so let me let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all Drake fan something. You can fuck with a nigga and be willing to admit that they last body of work wasn't your motherfucking favorite, bro. You don't gotta pretend like everything a nigga put out that you fuck with is the best shit in the world. Look, let me show y'all something. Y'all see this right here? A lot of y'all niggas probably don't even know who this is. This is Big Crit. This is a picture of Big Crit. I got a picture of Big Crit in my motherfucking house. Big Crit is one of my favorite rappers, bro. I got a picture of Big Crit on the same wall that I got a picture of Biggie and Outkast. You feel what I'm saying? I fucks with Crit. Digital Roses Don't Die wasn't my favorite album. 
I just didn't really like it that much. It was cool musically, sonically. I know what he was trying to do. I get the vibe that it was supposed to be on. Like I understand the artistic vision. It's not trash. It's just not for me. I don't care for it. You feel what I'm saying? It just wasn't my favorite album. I like Drake, y'all. Drake has put out some solid fucking albums, some good albums. And I usually don't like all of it. No, like for me, where I stand as far as like my Drake fandom is I usually like enough songs on a Drake album to fuck with the album. But I think nothing was the same is probably the last Drake album that I could pretty much just let ride. And it's two or three songs on nothing was the same that I don't love. Um, But anyway, I say that to say when I saw the Drake drop the album, I didn't go listen to it to hate on it. I went and listened to it because I was like, oh, hell yeah, new music. You know what I'm saying? I'm always down for some new shit. Drake usually drops something decent. I'm going to go. I'm going to go pop it in. It was the most appropriately titled album ever, bro. Because honestly, never mind. Really. Fam, I turned it on. Listen to the first few minutes. And, and, and this is also the thing with me. I don't like the dance music Drake. You know what I'm saying? It's not for me. As soon as I heard it, skip. 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 You know what I'm saying? That's what I be saying. That's that. That's when, when the albums come out. And they get the Skip Bayless Award. You know what I'm saying? Because that's one of my... Hearing Shannon Sharp say Skip Bayless's name is just funny as fuck to me. I like the last but laughing niggas who got that lisp. And when that nigga hit that Skip, <laughs> I be weak, right? Anytime I hear a song I don't like, that's what I be saying. Skip, Skip, Skip. And that was that whole album, nigga. Honestly, never mind. Get the Skip Bayless Award for me. I wasn't feeling it. And when I talk to niggas and they like, Oh no, you know, I like this song, I like that song, and they like point out four or five songs they like. I just want y'all to know. If you only like four or five songs on an album, it's not a good album. You know what I'm saying? Not to you. You don't believe it's a good album. You know? You don't think it's good if you only like five songs on it. Because an album is a body of work. Like, Kendrick's album was so fucking fire because it was an entire body of work of flame. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, I like these few songs, but I don't really like the rest of it. If that's the case to you, then you didn't think that that was a good album either. And you you can have that opinion, right? The thing that's funny to me about the Drake shit and Drake fans to me is that y'all feel like giving your honest opinion about an artist who you care about is like selling out or something. Like you feel like, oh, if I'm honest about the fact that I don't really care for this album... You know what I'm saying? I'm being a hater like all these other Drake haters. Like, no, you're not being a hater, bro. That's not that's not what it is. You just didn't like it. And that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to like everything that everyone that you like does. You don't. You're not a bitch-ass nigga for that. Niggas is like, oh, you know, he gonna make bread off of that. And he is. I feel him. This album is gonna be all in the club. This album is going to make Drake plenty of money. It's going to be all on TikTok. Drake Pockets is going to get fat as fuck off of this motherfucker. It's a great money move. It's not a good album, though. Not to me. Not to me. You know what I'm saying? I'll listen to the few songs on it that I care for. But overall, it was just mid. It was very mid. It was like somebody hands you a blunt and you smoke the whole thing with them. And afterwards, you go home and then you roll up your weed because you like... This was to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I turned off the Drake CD, I turned on some niggas. I turned on the, I'll tell y'all the album you should check out. You should check out the West Side Boogie album. That bitch dropped like the day after the Drake album. It's a way better album. I've listened to the Drake album a half of a time. Listen to the West Side Boogie album 10 times. 
So, I mean, it is what it is, y'all. Um, That's it, man. I don't got shit else for y'all today. This is That's all I got for this episode of the Fuck This Shit Podcast, man. I appreciate y'all as always. Um, We didn't do the normal particulars when we get started. So, I mean, if you this deep in, I would hope that you already doing all of this shit. But make sure that you follow on all the social media podcasts. Make sure you leave five stars on this motherfucker. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave something, you know what I'm saying? I'll read that bitch out loud. Them reviews is imperative, bro. That's how my shit get pushed to the top of the list. When niggas be trying to listen to my shit, I need them five-star reviews. You know what I'm saying? I need that shit, baby. You know what I'm saying? Please. Please. But, you know what I'm saying? Do that. Subscribe to the motherfucking YouTube uh, at fuck FTS podcast, Facebook at FTS podcast, Twitter at fuck this shit pod, Instagram at fuck this shit pod, Reddit at fuck this shit pod. But fuck, we everywhere, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you follow on everything. And in addition, if you want to help fund this bitch, because I mean, bruh, don't y'all want to see more shit on this wall? More money, I put more shit on the wall. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get more sound effects on the show. We're going to get more guests on the show. Matter of fact, we got an interview. We got a guest coming this coming up week. Interviews already been done, you know what I'm saying? Me and my guy DJ, that shit was fan-fucking-tastic. Y'all gonna love that shit. Um, yeah, man, we need that shit. You can subscribe. It's a link in the show notes all the time, you know what I'm saying? Link in the show notes for the subscription, $4.99, you know what I'm saying? You get bonus content, and uh, I appreciate it. You become one of my favorite children, and I love you more than everybody else because, you know what I'm saying, don't forget that all y'all are my sons. Uh, <laughs> um... That's all I got for y'all, man. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed your motherfucking uh, Father's Day weekend, Juneteenth weekend, all of that shit or whatever. Um, I did everything I need to do today, man. You know what I'm saying? I guess I suppose that's all I really got for y'all today. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all for pulling up on your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm out there, bitch. Peace. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board. My nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and